1: Welcome back to Why Though. We are so excited to have you with us. Wherever you're listening from, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in with us. We love, love serving you with awesome content and today is no exception. Today we have a podcast about something we are both very passionate about, which is Why the Pay Gap though, ladies why is there such an all-consuming pay gap for women no matter what their field no matter what their sector of society no matter what job they have said yes to there is so often this massive pay gap that exists between men and women and it's in the entertainment field it's in the finance sector it's in the the clergy it's in the minimum wage jobs that are offered there's a huge pay gap for women and an even greater pay gap for women and women of color and so today we want to talk about that tiffany how upset are you about the pay gap
0: I'm very upset because I feel like no matter where you live, yep. just like you said, no matter what color you are, you, color you are, you can't escape it. This is not um, this is not something that we are just going to grow out of. When right. We get older, mm-hmm. um, we are continually oppressed in such an insidious manner yeah. through this pay gap. And I think that um, there has been some stuff in the news lately that have made us really step back and look and think. Even celebrities are dealing with this, not necessarily That's in Hollywood, right. but sports celebrities and, and people all over are dealing with this. And so I yes. think that um, we need to find out first why. Why is this happening? Where does this come from? And how is this manifesting? Because when you really look at the card, cold, hard facts, Ashley, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. It really is ridiculous.
1: It is. And can feel so frustrating, not to even mention all the labor that women do, that it goes unacknowledged and also unpaid, <laughs> you know, Everything
0: unpaid.
1: taking care of babies and not to like, I have a husband who has an amazing partnership with me and how we parent and how we run our household. And it's awesome. But I know that that's not the norm for people. So I know so many of us listening are like, man, I have to handle the bills and I have to take care of the kids and I also work. And it can feel so overwhelming and frustrating at times. And I think sometimes we get used to walking with a limp. Like I remember talking to a gal um, in my faith community and she was sharing how difficult it was for her to ask for um, negotiations on salary. And so thinking about that, like men have no problem asking for money or asking for more money or asking for exactly what they need. Whereas women, we have been schooled to think we should just accept whatever we are given. And so it was a really powerful exercise for her to go back for negotiations and she did end up getting everything she asked for. And so how awesome. Sometimes we don't even know that we have the power to ask or the power to receive more. And so we want this to be a very hopeful conversation because we see that it's possible for the tide to turn, even though we are, like you said, Tiffany, we're part of this big you know, conglomerate of life and work. And um, we need to still be hopeful that things can change and that they will change.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you shared that about your friend. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us, I think that there is also that underlying assumption that there's another earner in the household. So it doesn't take into account single women or single moms. You know, I I think about when I got hired at my last role, there was the assumption that oh my spouse was working and he was bringing in x therefore we can just pay you y right yeah, so right. you you already have something coming in and you're not the main earner even though you might have the skill set that we if you were a man we would pay you more well you're you know you're the second earner in the home right therefore we're going to pay you basically what we can make work and still have you and
1: man call it a day That's unacceptable
0: completely unacceptable <laughs> oh it doesn't take gosh. into account the skills, gifts, or abilities, it's and it really is. Hysterical. It's so, it's so cutting. You know, Ashley, what's crazy? Back in the day, um, in the gosh, I want to say, yeah, really, until the early nineteen sixties, when newspapers would publish job listings, they would have a separate column. For women than the men's columns. So, separate wow. pay, separate requirements, roles and responsibilities. You wouldn't just look for a job, you would look for a job suitable for a woman. Man
1: yeah it's a very different time i can't imagine totally
0: and we can we can go ahead and thank our world wars for that because after world war ii employers desperately needed to fill all of these posts at work and so and all the men were off to war so they were inviting women to apply and they really were Mm. able to um not individually but collectively really harness some agency and move forward and ask for um, you know, better working conditions. And obviously we've covered this in the past, but wearing pants instead of skirts to a job yes, that right. was more manual, you know? So mm-hmm. it's so interesting that even as time went on, the the advancement of the rights of women in the workplace, let I mean, let alone the pay, was really at a snail's pace. Right. Really at a snail's pace.
1: Yes, it's so true. Also, the pants thing just reminds me of a very funny Southern Baptist story. So... When I was 15 years old, I came to church wearing pants, right? And my whole family didn't go to church. I was one of the few who went to church in my family. So I wore pants, not thinking it was a big deal. Not even jeans. I'm talking slacks, like nice black slacks and a nice button-up shirt. And it was like a scandal in my sweet little Southern Baptist church because women were just not supposed to wear pants. And so just thinking about how... And this is like what, 1995, 1996? Absolutely (laughs) correct. I'm talking in the mid-90s. You know, faith is kind of behind on a a whole lot, you know? Yeah. But that just makes me laugh thinking about how often we women have to adjust ourselves to the societal norms instead of just doing what we feel is the right thing to do.
0: Well, and even, you know, taking that to the Senate floor, it wasn't until the 90s that um, I believe it was a congresswoman who showed up one day because it was snowy and she came dressed in slacks and it was a big deal. She made national news wearing slacks. <laughs> On the floor. See, maybe work. she
1: was my inspiration in the 90s. Maybe she was. <laughs> I was like, look at her. I'm going Barbara, to wear pants on Sunday. I think Barbara
0: Mikulski was her name. Come yeah, on, the Barb. pantsuit revolution. Come on, Barb. Thank you, Barb. Thank
1: you, Barb. I salute you, sister. She did us all a
0: favor. I don't know what, you're doing now or even what
1: your policies are. So I yeah. salute you solely for the pants until I know
0: more information. <laughs> <laughs> Why, though, will not be held responsible for Correct. any endorsement for any political candidate, Correct. both now or in the past?
1: Correct. Or in the future,
0: for that matter. <laughs> or, or in the future. But we do want you to vote, by the way. We yeah. need you to get out and register to we vote. We do,
1: absolutely. Because you live in and and pants. This is,
0: and wear pants. <laughs> hey, if you want to wear a dress, that's fine too. Can we talk about dresses for a minute? Girl, we need to take you a minute. Them? No, I need to just speak my piece. Okay, Please, you guys. Ready to hear it. I need all my listeners. I know you guys are going to be throwing up your white hankies at this. I went to the TJ Maxx uh, two days in a row. First of all, let's talk about the good news at the TJ Maxx. I think there was a misprint or an issue in NARS headquarters because there was a whole row of NARS makeup at TJ Maxx, all marked $10 and under. Yes, NARS? Ashley. Was something wrong
1: with it? Was it expired? I need to know the truth. No, none. I know. I
0: checked all these things. It was fabulous. I bought so much of it, and I think I spent fifteen dollars, and I got like a bunch of stuff. Nars. They had. They had Anastasia Beverly Hills and Urban Decay and Becca Cosmetics at TJ Maxx. You guys. I was like, I want to tell everybody, but I don't because then they're going to come buy it and then I can't buy it. That's so I'm needing to keep it to myself unless I'm telling now. But by the time this airs, don't it worry, like, it'll already be out. ransacked. Correct. Yep. By TJ
1: Maxx. It's there for like three days and then it's over. I
0: know. It's I I, so I was like, do my eyes deceive me? Like I gave my kid my phone, let him watch a show so he could stand by me so I could rummage through all
1: this. That's exactly makeup. right. You have to do what you have to do. You have honestly. to do what I have to do.
0: But then I needed to get myself some skirts because it's – Hot, it was like 85 the other day. I was like, It is warm, yeah. and I need, I need, and I don't walk enough to get the chafing between my legs. I know you, I know that's an <laughs> issue for you. That's why you don't like dresses. I know, really, why you don't like them. You guys, last summer I went and had a visit with Ashley in New York City, and I was not prepared
1: she for the guys. heat rashes. No, she wasn't.
0: I it beat me up. Yes. I was like, Oh. I came back home like a veteran of New York City. Like You're welcome. it beat me up. I would deserve the Purple Heart after three
1: days. <laughs> I, I don't think that the Purple Heart is really the right response for what no, you did. No, but you the did survive day. for several days. So I several.
0: It was only three. Yeah, <laughs> it was only three. I had so many blisters that tips of my toes were bleeding at one point because <laughs> my shoes were a bit narrow and I wasn't expecting oh, to get twenty five so thousand steps in them.
1: Also guys, we don't have central air. So Tiffany was like legit dying. You know, I mean it's like I know that no one can really imagine what it's like to not have central air, but it is hot and you have to lock yourself in rooms where there is an air conditioner and just survive the summer.
0: Here's the thing. I I don't mind heat. I mind the humidity.
1: It's, it's, it's the tough. humidity. Also, the the take on your hair. You know, it just like and grows then I remember asking
0: you like, "What?" Really oh, does. totally. We both have some thick mm-hmm, hair. I do. remember looking at you like, "What do I do for all the heat rashes on my legs?" Like, "What am I supposed to?" Do? I can't walk. I looked. I was just waddling the last day. Jeans it's helped. Really hard. Jeans helped. They did. I know. I sound yeah, like the biggest good. baby ever. I'm sorry, guys, but it's true. I'm an absolute diva when it comes to that, and I'm gonna own it. Here's the thing. Back to TJ Maxx. Yeah. <laughs> I was going. I was like, I need some skirts, like some long, flowy skirts that I could wear with some sandals. <sighs> what are, what is on the racks these days? You explained to me all these rompers that be just all your all your stuff be hanging out, and all these short little all these short little rompers, and then the jumpsuits, but then they have like holes down the middle showing your stomach, what? like little peep holes. Yeah, girl. Like it'll have like a little um, tie, but then it'll have like a little peep hole where nobody needs to see that skin. I think I might even have like a mm-hmm. like a birthmark there. I don't need anyone mm-hmm. to see that.
1: It's really it not acceptable. Like,
0: it's like handing over your social security number. That doesn't need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like why do you need to see that? Why do you need to know that about me, right?
1: Yeah, so I what just, we're saying is the desire to wear pants everywhere you go has now turned into you're showing too much, you're doing too much. Like yeah, to I was
0: like, oh, you <laughs> know, my point, yeah, the desire to wear pants is real because you want to go buy a skirt or a dress, and you can't because you'll be showing birthmarks. <laughs> right. in a propo. See, I'm just trying to prove your point in Sunday school all those years <laughs> yeah. ago in that little church. You were ahead of the curve. They just didn't know it. They were behind. I know, I behind. agree. Look at that. And now we're me. preaching in like
1: skinny me. jeans
0: and Air Max. So Correct. we're fine. We've we've come
1: a long way. I do not preach in Air Max for the record. I don't believe in preaching in tennis shoes. I don't know what my problem is. I can't get on the trend. I know that seems like something you would so do. Never. No. Oh, I I really
0: penned you as a preach-in-sneaker kind of person. Nope.
1: I don't even own any Air Maxes, number one. Number two, if I was to preach-in-sneakers, it would likely be Converse. Oh, yeah, you do have some white Converse. I just, like, I don't think it looks good. For me, personally, I I think it's lovely on others. I've seen people do it. It's fabulous. I just need a little more dress, you know? Here's why I can't do it. I need a little
0: comeuppance. You know, I, I literally need to come up because I'm one, so that's why I can't do it. <laughs> I actually need, if it's not four inch, it's dead to me because I need people to see me above them, even when and they're also sitting down. you need
1: to be able to see your notes over the pulpit, you know?
0: I mean, it's a thing, you guys. Those bistro tables, they're, I mean, it's at my elbow. Mm-hmm. Not my elbow, my shoulders. Uh-huh. It's at my shoulders.
1: And the music stands for me, like, they, they put it at my stomach. So sometimes I'm like, I actually, <laughs> it's perfect for if me. I don't have my glasses on, I legit can't see it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, do you wear your glasses when you speak?
1: I do now. I didn't always, but I do know. Yeah, because I just can't see anymore. Guys, um, this has nothing to do with anything, but apparently when I went to my last eye doctor appointment, because I was getting really bad headaches and I don't get headaches ever, but my astigmatism in my left eye moved because of all the digital media and sitting in front of a computer all the time and looking down on phones and computers, my astigmatism moved across the front of my eye. And so now I can like not see out of my left eye at all. And so, just so you know, digital media is changing us and our eyeballs. So, just note it, a little note for everybody.
0: PSA. There you go. <laughs> I tell everyone that story just to scare the crap out of them. I by know, the way, I but it's a, I'm it's like, oh, it's put your be. phone down. That's right.
1: Don't look at it in bed. But get rid of that thing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay. So I, now we've gone down many, many rabbit trails. Yeah. Well, and I want to. It
0: all back. is leading back to the <laughs> <Yeah>. pay gap.
1: <laughs> So I have a real new passion for the US women's soccer team. And this passion was birthed out of my um, dear friend, Selena's love for the US women's soccer team. And she'd been sending me, she's loved soccer, you know, her whole life. And so she's been sending me all these memes and all these incredible things that have been happening with the women. But she sent me this awesome video. um, It's a little Instagram video from Luna Bar. And I wanna talk about some incredible people who are doing this great work to close the pay gap for women. And so the the Luna Bar organization found out company found out that the pay gap for each woman receiving bonuses on the women's soccer team compared to the men's soccer team was about $31,000. And so they gathered the women's soccer team into a room and they told them, hey, we recognize what's happening here. We think you're doing phenomenal work. You you have the potential to win the World Cup and we want to support you. We want to support equal pay for women. And so what we're doing is we're closing the gap and we're going to pay each one of you players $31,000 and some change in order. For that gap to be completely closed on their bonuses that they receive so how amazing is that a company spent almost a million dollars to make sure that there was equal pay and i was so deeply impacted by that story i'm like oh my gosh to see an organization do such remarkable work but then also the possibility that exists for those of us who could do some work to start closing pay gaps and i was stunned so i keep becoming a huge fan of the u.s women's soccer team but that story really took me over the edge
0: yeah, they spend 718000 right? right? Yes. It's crazy. And the reason, listeners, this is such a big deal, and there's so much hubbub over... The U.S. Women's National Team is, number one, they're, they're FIFA Cup winners. They won in 2015. They're incredible. And they're doing great right now. Yes. And also, uh, they bring in more for ticket sales than men. Yes. But they aren't getting paid the same.
1: Yep. Not so even close, as a matter of fact.
0: Not even close yeah. to the same. And one thing that I am super, I just think it's so beautiful that Luna Bar, that is a, a woman-forward company, yes. would say, no, we want to be on the forefront of this. We want to help champion this. And Adidas offered to match their bonus structure as well which is really great um but also one of the things that i mean this is truly amazing but my heart kind of hurts because i'm like why are we not demanding that the u.s soccer team soccer you know federation right take this on and eat this cost but i think that that the amazing thing at luna is willing to stand in the gap right now until that is made right yep and say no these women deserve this now not till you figure out your political angle of how you're going to make this work in your way and yes. in your time when it
1: works for you these girls demand this now so yeah um and i also I th- think that's the beauty of activism right because yes active true activism will show a person themselves so it's like the company now has given the u.s soccer team federation the opportunity to examine themselves it's like okay mm-hmm. if you won't come through everybody else is coming through because we love these girls and we believe in them and that is powerful and so that's why i love the work of ad- advocacy it's amazing.
0: Yeah. And, and some of us could write this off thinking like, oh my gosh, they make so much money, but I can't imagine the grueling schedule. And really, mm-hmm. it's it's we're, we're inviting you to look at the percentages that are mm-hmm. different, not, right. not what they're making. Because yes, oh you could think, oh, well, they're making $99,000 a year. Why should they complain? And that's the very problem, right? Is because yeah. women think, why should I complain? I'm making enough. But if it's still not equal to a man doing the same work that's as right. you, then that's an issue, that's right? right. Totally. No matter if you're wa- making 9000 or 99000 yes. the issue is still the same when there's that lack of equality. So yeah. we can, we can you know, even when I think of CEOs, actually, you know, female CEOs, and it's like, well, they're killing it. Yep. But at the same time, they can look around and not see themselves represented in any of the men that are their colleagues or, yes. um, you know, their equals in the workplace. But then also the fact that there's not more women there making that amount, having that power and say and influence and leadership and ability to bring change um, is, is an issue.
1: It is an issue. It really, really is. I have um, some stats here that I really love and want to talk about because there is this basic kind of how, how money and power is structured around the area of business. But in Fortune 500 companies, white men dominate the top executive executive leadership positions, and so six percent of that number are twi- are um, are in power who are minorities. So twenty-two wow, women just are 6%. CEOs. Six percent. Twenty-two are women. And then they are 8% of the top earners. Less than 2% of Hispanic men are top earners. There are six black men and eight men of Asian descent who made the list. So think of all the women who are not represented there. The wage gap between men and women in that zone is 18%. And then CEOs typically earn $774 for every $1 that their employees working minimum wage and which women make up 50% of that number and then they earn $334 to every $1 against other salaries in their company. And so just think about that pay gap. That makes absolutely no sense. It is totally inequitable and the disparity is so large. And some people may say like, oh, well, they're the top CEO person then they should, they have the bulk of the responsibility and the management and all those different things. And okay, maybe, maybe, but I think we could get quite a bit more equitable than we really are. And I think the power and decision-making is so controlled in those arenas and it sets the tone for our whole society. And I don't think that's fair. It's not right.
0: Absolutely. And I think that goes back to something we said in weeks past where one woman trying to to push the needle toward justice and equality is one thing, but a movement, a collective That's of women, it. that becomes indispensable because yes. you have a voice and it's loud and it's hard to ignore when we can bring these issues to the forefront and invite everyone to look at them. And it is a slow roll to get to get what we deserve and for Mm -hmm. women to be in those positions where they can help make those decisions Mm -hmm. that's we're pretty far off from that in this issue especially but I think that that it really is pushing this so when we think of um whether you work or not, still pushing for women to have fair pay, whether yeah. you uh, are earning more than the men in your world and you're thinking, this doesn't apply to me. But it does. Yes. Because as you live out the feminine experience and as you are part of this sisterhood, you, you do have the impact. You do, you do count for that. Yeah. So I think that it really takes all of us to, to push toward that. And I think, just like you said, having the hard conversations.
1: Yes. And you think about people like Norma Ray or Erin Brockovich, or you think about um, Dolores Huerta, I think like these incredible people who would push for the rights of women and push for the rights of people and push for equitable conditions and great spaces for people to work in, not just even pay, but also making sure environmentally people are cared for and taken care of. And so we have this long history and lineage of women who are willing to stand up. And I think that's something else I really admire about the U.S. women's soccer team in this particular moment in history is they seem so unbothered by the criticism and the pressure that's around them Mm. and as i look at their incredible sisterhood the way that they are bonded together it seems like that the criticism and pressure around them is not pulling on them because they're unthreatened by um, the outside because the inside is so strong and so good and so true. And so I think about mm. the power of relationship, like when women are not against women, when women are for women, it it's a game changer because then you realize you are not my enemy, sister. I'm going to stand with you and we're going to do this together. And no matter what kind of pressure comes from the outside, because we're doing a great work and no matter what criticism comes from the outside, no matter where the criticism comes from, no matter how high and powerful it might be, I'm still okay because we're together in this thing. And I think that's such a powerful message that we can take as women to remember that we're for each other. We do not have to be against each other. We can hold each other accountable and love one another through all pressure and through all criticism. So until we get to that place where we feel like equality is possible for us, we did it.
0: hmm. I love that. And I think to add to that, many men, in fact, we know we have several male listeners to why though. and. Yeah inviting them to be allies i think that they don't get a free pass on this issue yes. considering they're the ones especially as you said i believe you said white men um hold the most power in these mm-hmm. positions
1: mm-hmm.
0: N- knowing that those are allies and those are way makers mm-hmm. for many to arrive to a place of equality and i i mean i i you know i can't help but harken back to think about marty ginsburg who yes
1: yeah, believed his wife
0: was just as smart and capable and gifted and knowledgeable as he was and pushed for her best and expected her to be the best and made sure everyone else knew it too. Yes. Made sure everyone else knew it too. So I
1: think that it takes all of us um, working together to make that happen. It does. And we keep doing what we love because we love to do it. You know, we do it for the passion of it until things are equal. It's not like we stop our purpose or we stop our calling. We keep going. You know, (laughs) you keep doing what you love and fight for equity all along the way for yourself and for others. It's an exciting time to be alive, frankly, and an exciting time to be a woman. (laughs) It is. And you know what's crazy?
0: I just thinking about this in the last few minutes here is, actually, isn't it wild how this really does permeate? every place in space i think of yes. you know we talked about the women's soccer team but you and i we both write and speak for a living yep. and we travel to places and speak and do all of that and um i i was thinking of i watched a ted talk by lovey and i love she her talked, isn't she great if you
1: guys don't listen to jesus and Jolaf, now's now's your clear time to start it's fabulous <laughs> thus saith the ashley today's the day today your day um
0: and she talked about how Speaking truth to power in a really practical way looked like talking to the host organization who invited her to speak and asked her to pay her own way, find her own yes. lodging. But then they would pay her once she got there. But then she mm-hmm. found out the men who were invited to speak at the same org- for the same organization had their flight and accommodation covered as well as being paid to speak. Yeah. And she said, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like, we have to be able to call that out. And I, I'm somebody I don't want to rock the boat, not because... I'm nervous, you know, you won't like me and I'm not trying to please you, but because I fear your wrath. Mm. Guess. And so I think of the time when I asked for an increase in my salary and I was shaking in my boots, but I knew I deserved it. Yes. I knew I was capable. Yes. I was already doing the work. And then I yes. think it was honestly, it was some male colleagues um, and friends at other organizations who were doing similar work who who were inviting me to apply at their places of, of work and said, well, well, how much are you getting paid? At least just let us know. Like, yeah. if, if you're going to pass us up, let us know why. Is it because you're getting paid more? And then once I revealed how much I made, they were just deer in headlights. They're like, you need to go ask for a race. Wow. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I had no idea. I had right. no idea right. I was getting paid what I would even call that second salary because they're thinking, oh, your husband works too. Yeah. Well, then we don't need to pay you x and we could just pay you this yes. smaller amount for the same work. Yes. But if I was a male overseeing all that I oversaw, I'm I can guarantee you it would have been different. Yes. So I think um and you know they say when they do these blind studies between men and women when women feel how they feel before they would go and ask for a pay raise, you know, they give themselves like a 70%. I believe I'm worth it, I'm capable, but uh, I still feel average, right? Mm. But then they ask a men a same set of questions who have the same education, experience, um time and management. They'll ask them the same set of questions, and they think they're one hundred percent killing it in every area. Isn't that they wild? deserve more. wow. and 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 I think as women, it is absolutely imperative that we see our value, that we 100%. see, our value that we see who we are and what we bring to the table yes um and not in a overly confident egotistical way but in an honest way that we help move the needle we are helping grow organizations and and churches and fill in the blank whatever the case may be in education and in politics wherever you work wherever you do your work is dignified your work is meaningful yes And you're often the woman for the job, and you can do a great, great, great job. Yes. And and that can demand great pay. Yes. I love it. Yes, yes. yes. Any final thoughts, Ashley? None from me. Awesome. Well, why though, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit
0: ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.